Doable Discipleship's back. I'm Doug. I'm Jason. Hey. Hey. Nice Captain America t-shirt. Thank you. I um, I decided to rock the t-shirt today. Usually a good sign that there's laundry to be done at the Wheeland household. Um, so I will be doing that uh, after work tonight. Very good. Very good. Yeah. I wear t-shirts all the time. You, you rarely do. do. Uh, yeah. I'm not a huge t-shirt in the office guy. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just not my thing. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, hey, I think this is the, literally the first time I've worn a t-shirt on a day where I'm like working in the office. And on camera, no less. I know. You know what I long to see? I long to see you wearing shorts. I, I am never, not a big shorts guy. I've, I You've seen I've me ever, in shorts once. I've hardly ever seen you in short pants. At the gym. At the gym, once. And you're usually wearing tear-offs. I know those aren't even tear-offs. That <laughs> All gym pants are tear-offs. Those are not tear-offs. You pull hard enough, they They're tear sweat. off. There's, they're elastic. They're sweatpants. <laughs> anyway, whatever. We don't need to get into that. We're back for another episode. Yes, yes, yes. A uh, quick PSA before we jump into this thing full on. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening uh, on iTunes or as a podcast, just bear with us for just a second. But if you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure that you take the time to not just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel, which you've probably already done, but take the time also to subscribe to the Doable Discipleship playlist because if you don't have that little bell icon turned on it means you're not going to get consistent updates on our episodes as they're released so you might be missing episodes of doable discipleship and feeling like wait i missed this last thing or why are you referencing things that i'm not aware of it's probably because you haven't got notifications so you might be missing episodes not because you don't like us i hope that you do but maybe just because no one's telling you that the new episode has come out. So make sure you click that little bell icon underneath the video and you'll get notifications when we release a new episode, now which we do every Tuesday, every single Tuesday, faithfully since the show has launched, we've a brand new smoking hot episode is to have an episode out every Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious how many of you podcast listeners hit the 15 second fast forward button when Doug said, Hey, I'm going to talk to the YouTube audience now. So I'm just curious. Yeah. Probably a lot. I have a 30-second forward button on my oh, app. Mine's 15. So it's like, oh. I just take these big leaps forward. If things get boring, I just go pop, 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 and boom. Or if commercial I breaks like come on. seconds is a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, People I fast waste forward through those really quickly. Sponsors money Another great me. thing, no commercial uh, breaks here. Yeah, we're brought to you by... Saddleback Church. <laughs> the Lord. Well, that's good, too. <laughs> yeah, like we're free <laughs> of charge. We we're going totally up, free of charge. Going yeah. up the ladder, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's not we got an banter any longer. We, we have an episode, episode to today. get to here. We're continuing the discussion on strength. And we said uh, in previous episodes that if you want to grow spiritually, you can't just know things. You also have to know how to do things. Um, that it's not just about knowledge. It's also about skill. Yeah, uh, Doing something for the Lord with all your might, with all your strength, with all your capability. That's a so part are, of that of that starting with knowledge and going to character. It's a part of that progress. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So you've got to develop skills, and, and we said that there are some there are some really developmental skills that um, knowing how to do a certain thing will not only help me grow, but it'll also even help people around me grow. And one pretty good example of that is what we're going to be talking about today. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and go. Hey, what, wait, I thought that, oh yeah, sorry, it is my turn. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, yes, a big concept that we're talking about today, which is, a, which is an idea that I just, that I love, and I think is super important as we talk about loving God with all your strength, is that loving God with all your strength involves using all that we have to honor and obey Him. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a huge portion, because we think about what we have, in, you know, like in, in terms of tithing or whatnot, but it's also just in terms of the skills that we have, of the talents that we have, of the things mm. that make you you, giving those back to God and using it in a way to honor Him and yeah. to promote His kingdom. And so that includes your story. It includes um, how 
how you can use your story to promote the good news and share the good news with others. Yeah. Um, and it's just that it's this idea that spiritual maturity gets uh, us prepared for, and it propels us into our mission. Yeah. And I think we're going to talk a lot about today about go and, and make disciples of all nations. Um, and it's it's our calling as believers to be spreading the gospel, sharing the good news, yeah. talking about Jesus, yeah. um, because there's no greater news than that. Yeah. Uh, for for a lot of people, the idea of sharing your faith with others can be a really nerve-wracking idea. It gets yeah. you way outside your comfort zone. But I encourage you to keep listening and to just kind of stay tuned in because— uh, if that's an area of challenge for you, it may mean that this is a place where God really wants you to grow. So I'd encourage you to listen and learn from our friend Andrew Lasso, who will be here in just a couple minutes. Or LaSalle. Or LaSalle. I don't think he likes that. Mm-mm, I'm pretty sure you told he... me the opposite before we started recording. Lasso, like lasso. That's what he... I thought, anyway. <laughs> Let's have him clear this up. He will clear the air <laughs> when we start. <laughs> He's the pastor of mission for Saddleback, and he'll be with us when we come back. All right, we're back with Andrew Lasso. That's right. Lasso. Yes! Okay, see? Okay, yes. Is that how I said it in the intro? No, it would, no that is how you said it in the intro, mm-hmm. and we had we had a... Anyway. Because I remember you thing. corrected so, me one so time. So for all of you listeners out there, uh, my name is Andrew Lasso. Lasso. My, my mother has a little jangle that she likes to use. Um, it is out of order for so those of you who are musicians. This, this it's out of order. Uh, do, re, mi, la... So, so just ah, like that, oh. lasso. Instead of faso, lasso. Do, re, mi, lasso. lasso. Okay. There you go. So I think you told me lasso one time, like it's the similar. It's, see, not not lasso, lasso out. It's a family debate. Do, re, mi. Oh, then why did you use that on I, me? I, I don't know. You, you purposely you, misled you, me. You might have used it, Doug. <laughs> I like uh, the okay, la, I, I, I like the do, re, mi version. So we'll you can thank that. my mother. That's that's her line. I, well, shout I, out to Andrew's mom. There you go. <laughs> yes. Mom, if you're listening... <laughs> Shout out to you. There you go. Right on. Um, so, well, yes. Thanks for, thanks for joining us on the show today. Uh, we're excited to talk with you. We're, we've been talking about the idea of strength, and so we've been dealing with how do we develop skills that develop ourselves and develop others as well. And uh, as we said in the intro, you're the pastor of missions here, and we wanted to just get you for a little while. I appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, if you it's would, a privilege. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> if you would, uh, start off by just giving us a little bit of your, a little bit of your background, how you were called to ministry and how you came to be the missions pastor for Saddleback. So give us like the broad strokes. The, the broad strokes. Well, uh, just a couple weeks back, uh, I... You're have, that new in the job? Yeah, just a couple <laughs> weeks back, <laughs> I, I experienced my uh, 10-year anniversary here serving at Saddleback, and so oh, dude, it, is, it is, is a privilege to be here for more than a decade now. Wow. Um, and so a lot of my experience uh, came before I came to Saddleback, but the, the lion's share of the learning that I've done uh, when it comes to uh, peace and when it comes to missions has been done here mm. um, from Rick and from other leaders. But before before I came here, um, I have had also a lot of missions experience. Mm. Uh, my dad uh, was really passionate about missions. And so as a kid, uh, I took my first missions trip uh, when I was seven. Uh, Dang. I, I went to Haiti wow. uh, and was forever changed by serving wow. with the uh, kids there, uh, and now then in subsequent years serving um, 
after the earthquake, uh, etc. But uh, so my missions journey started when I was really young, and uh, in our in our family and in, in our house, we always had people from around the world hmm. uh, staying. We reconverted our basement and had basement, so I was from the Midwest, from Illinois, from Chicagoland area. Um, had people coming in into our home from all over the world, and um, when I was eleven, there was a little lead up to it. My my family took the the daring faith step uh, to move to Russia, and mm. uh, as as an eleven year old kid, having grown up in a normal American home with 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 the the white house with the blue shutters the the two car garage with two cars in the garage you know the 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 normal american mm-hmm. upbringing yeah. um then moving moving to russia and serving there with with my parents for 8 mm-hmm. years um it was a a privilege to to learn and to be on the ground and to experience uh what what God was doing in the former Soviet Union after the mm. fall uh, of communism. So lived lived there from um, 1994, which was a very dynamic time in in that in that part of the world, mm. uh, to 2002, and uh, it was really there that um, God instilled in me a passion for for missions. Mm. Uh, yeah, I went on those first couple of trips as a as a young kid, uh, but it was serving day in and and day out, living mm. overseas. That really um, changed changed my view of missions, hmm. uh, and got me excited for for what what God can can do. See, in the beginning when we first moved, we we, we literally just changed geography. See, we we were, were in Chicago, and then we were in Russia and Vladimir, Russia, not not the capital, but a couple out, a couple hours outside, and hmm. we we changed our geography, but it took us a little time to get into the heart of, of missions, to, yeah. to start to live uh, missionally. See, a, a lot of you can change your location. You can change the place where you are, and that doesn't change your approach. It doesn't change your heart, hmm. and it doesn't change the way that God is using you and the way that you're sharing Jesus. So yeah. you can get on a plane, a train, an automobile, you can ride your scooter, your skateboard, uh, your little Segway, whatever, Any whatever form of transportation, whatever, whatever you do with wheels yeah. or that hovers. Yeah. It hovers, wheels, whatever. Uh, missions is not about transportation. Mm. Uh, missions is all about uh, living and sharing the Jesus uh, that you love, that you serve, and that you're in relationship with. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like for you, uh, missions was uh, partly handed down through through mm-hmm. your family values. Like that's something that your your parents kind of blazed the trail on. But then it sounds like there's also the counterpart where you kind of explored that and and learned how that fit into your life and your life calling as well. So it's kind of a for for, for sure. You know, if I were sitting here and to say that missions was my father's calling, we would we would we would have missed it. Mm. I uh, growing up overseas and having experienced that change in geography, not only making uh, this faith in Jesus my own, mm. but making uh, this calling to serve others, this a missional lifestyle, um, this uh, desire for people who are far from Christ to know Christ definitely had to be something that God had placed on my heart. And yeah. for, for me, uh, that actually happened at a young age. I, I recall, recall it vividly. I remember standing... Uh, for those of you that have been to Russia, I would assume many of you haven't. There's beautiful fields, fields, 
fields of birch trees. I don't know if it's a field. There's a, a forest <laughs> stands. of yeah, an, yeah. Area an area of birch, trees. Of, <laughs> of, birch, of, of birch trees. And in this particular case, in the great Soviet way, they were planted in straight rows. So just like a grid, you could stand and you could look down the rows uh, mm. of trees in any direction. And I will never forget the moment that, that I had. And not that you have to have a moment, but for me, I, I, I had a moment where... Um, I was praying to the Lord and said, Lord, it's not my choice to be here in this place. Mm. I, my, my parents made that choice. This isn't, this isn't, that, that, that wasn't my choice. But I do have a choice to follow you, mm. uh, to love you. And, and my prayer that day, from that day to this day, is, Lord, uh, Lord, use me where you've placed me. Wow. And that humble uh, little prayer uh, has transformed has transformed my life and mm. has allowed me to uh, take an experience that I had uh, as a kid and now live it out for the the greater part of the last 3 decades mm. as God has given me the privilege to not only um, go to a lot of places mm. uh, sharing uh, the name of Jesus, but also uh, to be a part of the journey uh, hmm. that others are on as they uh, share, as you have shared uh, your faith and walk with yeah, Christ. That's great, man. Yeah, I think that's that's a great place to start as we talk about this idea of spiritual growth and how that impacts our call to mission. Um, I, I'd love if you could just share a little bit about your a spiritual growth journey in that walk and, and kind of and what has influenced you and, and how you've seen that play out um, in this idea of living out on mission. Well, for for me, um, I accepted Christ uh, into my heart at a very young age, and it has been a constant uh, journey with him mm. since since then. There, there was a youth pastor that really influenced my life uh, in high school, and we had um, these uh, devotions called Hardcore, where <laughs> nice. we dove deep and were real and raw with each other. And so building, building on, on that, um, I've, I've followed Jesus for a long time. Uh, but as, as we walk with, with Christ for a long time, uh, you do have to do things to, to keep that relationship not only real, uh, but but fresh and um, this last season, living here in Southern California and being part a part of the let's call it hustle and bustle uh, of of life uh, here in this part of the world. I, I know that life is busy everywhere, but it does seem that life is especially busy here. And and what's a little bit different is life is is loud here. We mm. we have our devices and we have mm. uh, we have just noise, whether it's car noise or neighbor noise, there's there's always noise. So for me, this this last season has really been uh, a reminder. And I, I actually read this this one book here by um, Henry Nouwen, The Way uh, of the Heart. Mm. Uh, and uh, this 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 book um, this this book really helped me uh, to pause hmm. uh, and to as I practice the 
the uh, spiritual discipline of silence and solitude. That discipline um, recently has helped me live out uh, my my missional call Mm. more than almost anything else. You you say, wow, Mm. missions, evangelism (laughs) is talking. (laughs) How does that jive with silence and solitude? Well, uh, in the hustle and bustle of life here, often we don't slow down enough uh, to talk to the Lord, to share with with Him what what He's doing in our life, and then in turn, uh, pause for long enough for Him to to whisper yeah. uh, back back to us. So if, if you're looking for a, a, a good book, um, I got a lot of books here, but if you're looking for yeah. a good book, uh, The Way of the Heart by Henry Nouwen is, mm. is, a, is a great book. It's super short. Um, mm. Let me look here. It is, it is, it is how many? It's like less than 100 pages. And it's in large uh, font. Uh, lo- super, oh, yeah. super large. It's an afternoon. Loop, loop, su- super yeah. large font. But to, uh, to focus on uh, some of these disciplines, that was super, uh, super helpful for me. That's great. That's really I love cool. that idea of listening. I mean, I, you're right. There's a speaking aspect to teaching, preaching, sharing the gospel. But I think if you don't learn to listen to God, you'll soon find you have nothing worthwhile to say. If you're not hearing from Him, yeah. you have nothing to turn around and give to others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, we're, I think one thing we think of on this team is that, and what, what Jason said in the intro, is that maturity should lead us to mission. Um, that it's mature believers call to go and to share Christ with others. Um, and so we have to be engaged in that process of personal growth in order to, uh, in order to make good on that commandment. Um, talk about some of these other books here before we move on, because these I know have been influential for you on your own spiritual journey as we've kind of touched on, but what are some of the, the high points here that you'd want to point out for others? Well, we always love recommending books on the show. Well, as, as, um, as you think about missions and as, a, a pastor here at Saddleback, um, I am unashamedly passionate about two books written by our pastor, <laughs> um, Purpose Driven Life and Purpose Driven Church. And yeah. sometimes here in our context, we might feel like we hear about that too much, mm-hmm. uh, but but really, it is it is super important to be not only familiar with with these books, but to use them as tools. Pur- Purpose Driven Life uh, is one of the most transformative books that I've ever read personally. And if you are are struggling with a way to make inroads with somebody to start a conversation uh, about Jesus, this this book, what on earth am I here for? Is is a great way to start. Yeah. And then if you're wondering, well, what 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 do, what, do, what would I think about doing on a on a missions trip on a peace trip? Uh, the principles taught and and told in uh, Purpose Driven Church is where we start here. That's where the yeah. conversation begins. We we are passionate about working uh, with ordinary people, ordinary yeah. people here, and ordinary people overseas. Mm-hmm. As as we connect together to talk, uh, pray, learn, experience. What can we do to help that church become more healthy in their community? And yeah. Purpose Driven Church is is the foundation for a lot of those of those conversations. So, two books that are very formative in my life that I am unashamedly passionate about, and that I would okay. recommend that that all of you uh, read and 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 learn uh, yeah. would would be those two books. Those are books that we go back to often on our team when we're thinking about implementing something new. We always think, well, let's. Let's just go back to purpose driven and just kind of make sure we've got our bearings straight before we decide to do some new things. We always want to make sure that we're, I mean, we're a purpose driven church, so we're always trying to make sure that everything that we do is fitting with the, the biggest values for us. And every time we open these books, we go, 
that's in there? Like we always, no matter how <laughs> many times great. we've seen really them, we great. go back to it and realize this is still just so full of So I'm going like, to be that guy. I'm going to pull yeah. these two books out. And for those of you who are watching, yes. Yeah. Purpose Driven Church <laughs> and Purpose Driven Life. These two books, I uh, strongly, strongly, strongly recommend. Now, when you have that foundation of, of what you're doing, um, missions, evangelism, uh, it can can be perceived to take a lot of different angles. Mm-hmm. And I would implore you, and we, we're going to get to this a little bit later, but since we're going over the books, I would implore you uh, that it starts, this conversation starts with loving others. Mm-hmm. With loving others. So uh, these two books um, are not missions books, but they're very helpful to me, uh, as I think about how can I love others well, if I'm, I'm not loving others well, then I don't have the opportunity to give them uh, what on earth am I here for. I don't have the opportunity to talk them through the Romans road. I don't have the opportunity to to share uh, the four spiritual laws. I don't have yeah, the sure. opportunity to to have a conversation that ultimately leads to John 3.16. So uh, if we're not loving people, and I would recommend uh, Loving uh, People by Dr. John Townsend, uh, how to love and be loved, mm-hmm. uh, as well as um, by Mylan and Kay Yorkovich. This is an incredible book that's transformed mm-hmm. my life. Uh, how we love: a revolutionary approach to deeper connections in marriage. Now, mm-hmm. the book is about marriage, but there is so much on connection, so much on how we interact with people, uh, what your foundation is in life, what what style you use to connect, and if uh, you. You're not aware of those things, uh, then you're going to have a harder time uh, sharing with others. So mm. if we if we start with with loving uh, God and uh, loving uh, other other people, then we we can can read some of these resources that will really uh, help us take take a next step in those areas. Yeah, yeah. and I you got to like, be able to connect with people. If you can't do that, you and can't I feel like that's a big part of strength too is le- is taking the time to learn how to connect better with others. Like yeah. you know, it, that is a strength that can be developed. And yeah. uh, speaking specifically of how we love, um, I think that that's a fantastic tool to be able to hone that strength yeah. and get better at, at, at relationship. So yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't think that a, a book about how we love would be a book about evangelism, but friends, I I promise you <laughs> that when we learn how to relate better, like you just said, Jason, when we are more in, in tune with how to have strong, meaningful, healthy, deep uh, relationships, then this topic of mission and the peace plan and how we can engage our community becomes not something that's way out there, not mm. something that's disconnected from who we are, mm. but something that is a part of uh, the way that we we, we, we do life. Uh, speak, speaking of the way that we do life, missions uh, is often thought of, um, like I joked about earlier, about travel. Uh, and uh, a good friend of mine, a guy named Alan Briggs, he wrote a book called Staying is the New Going, Choosing to Love Where God Places You. So I really recommend recommend this, this book. Do we need to go global? Yes. I am the missions pastor here at Saddleback. My 
call is to help people serve nationally and, and globally. But what we've found, what I've found, is that when people are serving here, wherever here is, uh, then their ability to share what God is teaching them and what God is doing in their life uh, expands drastically. Mm. You know, just a practical example of that. We we have been serving uh, on the continent of Africa for a long time, and one of the things that we uh, utilize a tool that we utilize there um, to to share Jesus and to help churches become more healthy is something uh, really practical. It's the English English language, hmm. and so mm-hmm. uh, as we have people from the West going that way, we want to utilize the tools that we have. It's do you know the alphabet? Can you say your ABCs? If you can, then you're qualified hmm. to 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 engage in global mission and help uh, with a program like that. But uh, does it help to have a little more experience? Yes. So uh, here, here at, at, at Saddleback, we have lots of opportunities to share to share your knowledge of English with others. At our at our Peace Center, we have mm-hmm. uh, opportunities to share English as a second language or English as a foreign language. And mm-hmm. who would be better to uh, help a church in Rwanda or help a church in Argentina uh, to uh, develop an, an English program than someone who's doing it? here in your community. So this yeah. book by by Alan Staying is the New Going Choosing to Love Where God Places You. That's great. Is is super helpful uh, if you're interested in learning more about how to do that to do that well. Of course, that's built on the basis on the foundation of a healthy church, purpose-driven church. And that's mm-hmm. built with with the knowledge of why am I here for and it not being about you or not being about me, but Taking advantage of the opportunities that that we have, and then that, mm. and then two two last books here, uh, two last books that uh, I I think are are really critical. So if you've built that foundation and if you've uh, established that call and you've read through these things, uh, this book um, by uh, Brian Fickert and Stephen Corbett, "When Helping Hurts," uh, "When Helping Hurts" is 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 a great book uh, to help learn about development. Often we get stuck in a relief mentality, uh, and we do not ever make it to the point where we are actually helping people assess what is in their hand. How can they take a step forward, a step out of poverty? Is it always by just giving things to make that happen? Uh, I would say no, and in this book it talks about how can we truly help others uh, take a, a, a step out of the situation that they're doing. And now, is there a place to infuse resources and energy and things more than training? Absolutely. And so that that book is is an introductory uh, an introductory tool to that. And then uh, as I close here, um, many of you have read Good to Great uh, Jim Collins. Uh, it is. A business book, and as you see here, we've got all different kinds of marriage books and emissions books and uh, Rick books, and um, so good to great is uh, is really um, a business book, right? Why some companies make the leap and others. Uh, don't. I, I would ask you to read this book uh, through the lens of why do some people uh, live a, a life uh, of evangelism and why why others 
don't are are you are you on the bus with Jesus? Have you uh, figured out uh, the the seat that you're in, uh, or have you discovered which direction that you're going? That, those statements will make more sense when you read the book. But yeah. uh, I would encourage you to uh, to take a look at at one one uh, one of those things. But before you read any of those, I think the the po- the point that I'm trying to make is. Um, Regardless of your story, uh, regardless of where you're at uh, in uh, your uh, spiritual growth, it's impossible to be a mature Christian without being active in mission. It is impossible to be a mature Christian without being active in mission. And so whether that means that you're sharing what you know now with your friend in the Starbucks line, I know we go to Starbucks or whatever the the coffee place is that that, that you go to, uh, or... Uh, you're standing at the park. I I know I have two kids and um, go to the park with with my kids. And as my daughter's running around, standing there talking to the guy next to me, am I taking that opportunity to share what God has placed on my heart, or am I wasting that opportunity to talk about something that doesn't have eternal eternal significance? Or just pull so, my phone and ignore the opportunity. Right. Or, or, yeah. or yeah, whether yeah. I mean whether I, I, like you're by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, or as I like to say, an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert, wherever you fit on to that spectrum, it doesn't it doesn't matter where you fit on that spectrum. Uh, God uh, has called all of us mm. to share uh, His message. Uh, with the people around us, he he has called us to do that here, uh, there, and everywhere. There's there's uh, a verse in Scripture, Acts one eight, um, that talks about um, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And the the word that's between all of those is is and. It's not you're just going to be my mm. witnesses where you live. Maybe some days you know in the park. Okay, whatever. Mm. And then you don't have to think about all those other places. No, it, you're going to be my witnesses here where you are, uh, there in your neighboring communities and, and in neighboring contexts with different cultures, and to the ends of the earth. So mm. you've heard me talking a lot about serving where you are locally. I'm not the pastor of local mission, but I do believe that some of the best foundation that can be built for global engagement can be found experiencing and being a part of mission where you that's, are. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we're a purpose-driven church, which which entails balancing the five purposes. So yeah. it's impossible. If you measure maturity Oh, that nebulous balance. <laughs> yeah. That nebulous balance. We keep going for it. Amen. Well, there, my, my uh, a, a former pastor of mine used to have a really good uh, analogy for that. He had he took a, a really tall like PVC pipe, and he would balance it on his hand. And one thing he said is, if you want to achieve balance, it requires constant adjustment. The second mm-hmm. you stop moving, the thing go. tips over. I say but as nebulous. long as you keep making those... Constant adjustment. Constant better, adjustment. Better said. You dog. make it sound like it's unreachable. <laughs> no, it's but reachable. it can be reached, yeah, and it absolutely. can be reached as long as you, you are... As long as you're consciously aware of how the five purposes are playing out. Because there's there's a maturity aspect that we talk about a lot on our team, which has to do with a lot of like the, the, like the discipleship practices and stuff that are important for developing us personally. But in the end, as you've said, we can't be fully mature if we don't do all that God has called us to do. Yeah. We're, we're simply, we're, we're lopsided believers if we don't do all of what he's laid in front of us to do. So I really yeah, appreciate you sharing that. Missions is a big part of that. It's not just Huge. the one part like, of being like oh, it's the extra credit. Like, no, that's one of the five. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. it's a part that, yeah, that's very important. Right. So um, I know that the concept of missions and sharing your story and, and whatnot is, can be frightening for people. 
because people are like, ah, I'm not either comfortable sharing or I don't know. And, you know, there's lots of reasons that people get uncomfortable with the idea of evangelism. So I love to hear some skills kind of that are needed to effectively share your faith. So like in class 401 and whatnot, like what are some of these primary skills that you teach to help people be comfortable with this idea of mission? Oh, and by the way, Take a class 401 if you haven't. Well, that was going to be my first. That was going to be right. my, 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 my right, first good. thing. I think uh, if you've been to class 401, come come again. I think uh, if you haven't been, I implore you, come 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 on over. It's, uh, it's a great time when we talk about what God's doing in the world, how you can share your story, and then how you can live that out through the peace plan. Yeah. In that class, I, I, I share a little story, and I'll share it with you here. See, most folks, and I'm, this probably isn't you, but most folks out there uh, don't... Uh, Engage in 401 for for one reason. We've we have done a lot of surveys, and um, this is what this is the the universal answer that comes back, and that's um, you don't want to go to Africa. Well, let me promise you this. Class 401 is not about going to Africa. I have been to Africa many times, and God is doing incredible things on that continent. I would implore you, maybe at some point in time you should go to Africa, but maybe you should go to Latin America or Asia or, mm-hmm. or Europe, or maybe you should uh, drive, drive, drive down to, to, to Baja. The, the, the question is not about geography. The question is about where is your heart? I've, I've asked many of my friends, hey, when was the last time that you shared with somebody about your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. And more often than not, the answer to that is, I don't remember. Mm. So uh, my the answer to that question would be, come to class 401. We're going to teach you about what God is is doing in the world. And that's one of the first things. That's why I recommended a lot of these, a lot of these books, to start to open your heart to think and see and look at uh, what, what is God doing. Um, I think... Uh, Watching the news through missionary eyes is is a great way to help uh, this hmm. start this process of evangelism. What do I mean? What do I mean by that? If you're watching the news or listening to the news or you see something on a ticker on your phone um, and it mentions a country that you're not aware of, Google hmm. it. Yeah, and then and then pray for the believers in that yeah. place, friends. There are believers in every country around the world. Sometimes they're above ground, uh, a lot of times they're underground. Uh, pray for those believers in that place. Mm-hmm. Pray that the churches that they're a part of would become healthy by bringing in new people and building them up and training them for and sending them out for the mm-hmm. glory of God. That they would learn to have a process in place that can help them become more healthy. So as you're watching the news. I'm not saying watch the news, but as if you're watching the news or reading the reading, news, it yeah. pops up on yeah. your phone. Uh, pr- pray it pray for those places. What does that do? That gets you into the habit of thinking missionally. Hmm. That's an easy and yeah. easy first step. So once you've come to class, then we're going to tell you that part two is about sharing your story. And uh, I was just talking with, with somebody yesterday who uh, was uh, passionate about sharing his faith today. But was not that wasn't true uh, several months ago. And uh, this individual went to a certain park and and started to get to know with his kids and started to get to know the people that that were that were going there. And uh, as he would introduce himself, and uh, in the beginning felt super awkward about getting to the point where he could share Jesus. And in the beginning. Mm-hmm. When someone there would be like, "Well, I'm a I'm a believer," there would almost be this like. <laughs> Great! Yeah. Now I can have a conversation <laughs> moment. Well, after yeah. some time, uh, when when God continued to lay this burden on his heart, when when he would start to talk to people who 
had faith in Christ, he'd be like, oh man, bummer. Because now I, I, I've got to go connect with someone else because yeah. I need to... <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I need to share share Jesus. So mm. in class 401, what's God doing in the world? Share your story. We'll learn how to share your story. Mm. Yeah. Help you share your story. What's what's the best thing to do? I would say Nike to you. Just do it. Just <laughs> yeah. do it. Get out there. We have tools and tracks and and other books once you're once you've started to to read about what what is a good way to share your story mm. uh, how can you be real and relevant in the context of where you mm. are but just starting to share your story and letting God guide you or uh, bring them to church mm. uh, Saddleback is an awesome uh, place where people can hear a real message that brings people uh, close to Christ and gives them an opportunity to make a turn in their life uh, mm-hmm. and and accept Jesus. So invite your neighbor to church mm-hmm. uh, and start sharing sharing your story. And uh, if you get stuck along the way, don't be embarrassed to raise your hand and say, hey, I, I need a little help, and we would love Love to help you. That's awesome, That's man. Great. Thanks for those really practical steps. Yeah. I want to wrap up with this question. Uh, I want to talk about... One thing we've said is that uh, maturity should push you toward mission. Mm-hmm. But then there's, uh, I think, a flip side of it where mission actually helps develop you to maturity. Mm-hmm. That it, it does have some formative influences on mm-hmm. your heart and soul and your mind and your strength. Can you talk a little bit about the flip side of that? How does maturity grow us? Well, it, or excuse me, how does mi- uh, mission grow yeah. us? Well, evangelism helps people mature in... A lot of a lot of different ways. Um, first, as I, as I already said, evangelism causes us to reflect God's character in a clearer way. And so, uh, as we reflect God's character, as we're sharing our story, which is what, which is God's story that's being reflected through us, um, that process in it of itself uh, causes us to to become uh, more mature. Another way evangelism helps us mature is that it challenges us to step out in faith in areas that maybe we didn't feel like we had the 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 strength yeah, to, sure. to, to do it. And um, it isn't always easy to walk across the street. Friends, sometimes it's easier to get on a plane and fly across the world than it is to, to walk across the street uh, to your neighbor. And so I would encourage you, uh, pull out a sheet of paper and make a little map of your street, of your cul-de-sac, of the place that you live, of the mm. ac- apartment complex where you are. And when you meet somebody, uh, write down their name so that when you see them next, you you can begin a relationship with them. You know, back to those mm. two books. If yeah. if we are going to love people and, and if we dive into how we love uh, relationships are are key. So, um, learning to walk uh, across the street, across the room, um, really key. It, it isn't always easy to choose to go serve on a on an international or on a global um, peace trip. But when we choose to do these things, um, God has asked of us. He matures our heart and the actions through that process of yeah. trusting in Him. And I've seen that happen time and time uh, and time again. And it's a, a beautiful thing to see uh, someone who, man, maybe you're like me and was like, ah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I want to walk across hmm. the street or down the street or whatever it is in, in, in your context. And to see God through, through those, specifically for me, through those times of silence and solitude, uh, from the this book, the way the way of the heart, hmm. uh, start to to speak speak to me, um, and 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 give me the confidence that I needed in order to make that happen. Yeah, hmm. I think one thing that comes to my to my mind from my own personal 
mission journey, my evangelism journey, and also my maturity journey is that because because shared faith can get people so far outside their comfort zone. Like like you said, some people would rather spend money, get on a plane, fly across the world, and lay bricks, then walk to their next door neighbor and have one conversation about Jesus, just because the level of discomfort that they feel toward that is so high. But I think I, I think kind of piggybacking on what you said, if we will take that step, if if we will say, God, this is an area that goes way outside my comfort zone, and I'm really mortified at having this kind of conversation Terrified. with someone. Yeah. Maybe that's you. Yeah. I'm so afraid of this, and I don't want to do it. However, if we decide to do that thing anyway, what we're doing is changing the posture, changing our own posture and saying, God, I don't want to do this. This is scary. This is the kind of thing I would normally avoid with all my might, but because I'm making you king in my life. I'm going to do it anyway. So when you when yeah. you take those steps, you're letting Jesus Christ have dominion over you rather than your own fears and your own feelings about shortcoming and all that stuff. So there is there is an aspect of of evangelism where we submit ourselves to God by putting ourselves outside our comfort zone or into contexts that we don't feel really comfortable in, and that that grows us. It's choosing faith. Right. Yeah. And in and any time that you choose faith over your fears or over the discomfort or, or, or whatever, yeah. like that is a that that will grow you. Yeah. That what is I, it just will. I really appreciate that you've shared such doable steps. You've given us kind of the spectrum from great, like yeah. the easiest, easiest steps up to some big steps, you know, international travel and stuff like that. Um and I think you've given some really great options for people to just start. So so just start by praying for people that you know that don't know Christ mm-hmm. and then look for opportunities for conversation. Those are something th- those are things that that we can all pray, be doing. Praying praying through through the news. Another simple thing yeah. you can do is is to pray through through your clothes. It sounds funny, but hmm. your clothes are made all around the world. Yeah. Oh, and oh, if you cool. want to get into a a missional mindset, right? If it's about uh if it's about living missionally, then then look to see where's your shirt made, Bangladesh. Praying this morning for the believers there, mm. Egypt, the cotton, Egypt, and the jeans. Yeah, you know, praying for the 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 the, the believers cool. and the persecution in That's Egypt, cool. Malaysia. Like you can work through y- your clothes every mm. every morning, every afternoon, whenever it might be. Again, there's no perfect science to it, but having something specific in your life that's allowing you to connect with what God hmm. is doing around the world. I know I have towels hanging up at home <laughs> that are made in Pakistan. Yeah. Now I know that I can go when, I'm, go when I see that tag on those towels, I'm like, there you go. pray for Pakistan. There you go. Man, that's great, Andrew. Thanks so much for coming on with us today. You've yeah, shared some great stuff. Time, we'll have you on again in the future. Thanks for just carving out some time. This was perfect. If you have any questions and want to connect, like you're like, I want to go on a peace trip, mm-hmm. yeah. saddleback.com slash missions, uh, or you can email us at peace at saddleback.com. We would love to to have a conversation with you. Again, mm-hmm. it's about relationship. We want to get to know you. We we want to help plug you in using your mission shape uh, to the the not only the best place possible, but the place that's going to allow you to serve the local church uh, in, a, in a way uh, that will help them to reap the fruit that God provides. That's awesome. Love it. All right, if you're watching or listening, we're going to put the links, that email that he shared, and the link to that website up in the show notes so you can check those out after the fact. Thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks for listening or watching. We'll see you next week. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast. 
so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.